This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Shada D, co-founder and CTO at Viral Moment. Shada, welcome to the Visavars podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Thank you for coming. All right. Um, let's set, set the stage first. Uh, so, on one hand, ask your teenage daughter how her girlfriends spend time, quite often including school time. And she will tell you, well, they're fooling around with TikTok. On the other hand, ask any brand marketer about TikTok and she or he will tell you either they already use it as an advertising platform or try to go viral uh, with any uh, video they create, go native or consider using it. So for the latter option, wouldn't it be great if there was an analytical tool to tell you what's trending on TikTok? Well, lo and behold, there is one and it's called Viral Moment. And we have Shada to tell us all about it. But before doing all that, before taking, uh, talking about TikTok's impact on the business, influencers, and the rest, please tell us about yourself, Shada. What brought you to founding a company that does TikTok content and analytics? Sure. Um, so I'm an engineer, software engineer by trade, and I love uh, coming up with potential solutions to ta- tackle hard problems and bringing them to life. So um, back in January of 2021, my co-founder, Chelsea, she came to me with the idea for Viral Moments. Um, she had been working in the social listening industry for a while and noticed that there was really no solution for uh, visual-based social media, so images, mm-hmm audio. And so together we decided to create Viral Moment to really understand what is happening inside of video content and audio content online. Um, But what really stood out to me with what we could do with Viral Moment is that we can shine a light on conversations that are happening online um, because these social media algorithms, especially on short form platforms like TikTok, get to know you really quickly because the videos are 30 seconds long. So you spend 30 minutes on TikTok and the algorithm already knows what you like to consume really well. Um, And so what happens is that people get siloed into their own information bubbles. Well, all you see is what the algorithm thinks that you like. Um, But what the technology that we were able to build allows us to help pull you out of that kind of fog and show you the bigger picture of what's happening inside of a topic. So my TikTok and your TikTok may look different, but if we're trying to understand what are people saying about apps on TikTok, we can tell you at viral moment, here's what everybody's talking about outside of just what you see. And that's a really powerful thing that I think, um, and important thing that we can do with our technology. As you're describing what you're doing, uh, it like, uh, and what you're trying helping people to avoid on TikTok really sounds familiar to me. Where did I heard it before? Oh, Facebook. But in that <laughs> case, it was about it just more, more of a text. Mm-hmm. With TikTok this time, it's all about video content. And yes. to my knowledge, yeah, I don't think I've heard about any other tool that actually kind of, a, I don't want to say beating TikTok in its own, in its own game because you're analyzing visually the content pretty much what uh, TikTok is doing for people on their uh, their platform analyzing 
what they're watching, objects, um, personalities, like uh, anything in video to shove something more stuff related to that. But you're giving them mm-hmm. a picture, okay, what's trending, right? So, um, and uh, speaking of whom you're working for, like, who are the people, who are your clients? Who are the people who are asking for your um, service, like um, yeah. uh, regular individuals, a- organizations? Sure. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, So just to give you an example, actually, of the thing that you were just talking about, we had one of our users um, say to us that initially they were uninterested in using TikTok because all they could use or participating on TikTok because all they saw in their own TikTok was political content. Mm -hmm. Um, But with our technology, they were able to see, oh, there's all this fun stuff happening on TikTok. There's cooking videos and there's like cat videos. There's a lot of interesting light content that is not just very heavy political content. Um, so that's kind of an example of how the algorithm just shapes the world that you see on TikTok. But so um, our technology applies in a variety of different ways. At, at the end of it, we're a social listening company for TikTok or short form video platforms like Instagram Reels, et cetera. Um, and that has a variety of applications, anywhere from an advertiser trying to understand a subculture so that you can create a proper ad campaign or launch your own videos mm-hmm. uh, to a uh, somebody who's trying to media monitor and make sure that people are happy with their brand. Um, And also to individual creators who are trying to understand what are the current trends on TikTok? What kind of dance should I do? What kind of thing would help me go more viral? Um, we actually did a beta study last December with we have a we have a phone app on top of our enterprise tools just called Viral Moments mm-hmm. um, on both Android and iPhone. And we did a study with the users of that app and saw that the people who use our app to create their own content had six times more followers by the end of the the study than similar users who had not. So what's important about TikTok is that you understand how to create content that people want to consume because it is very trend and community based. And that's what we try to come in and give you information. Right. So you're giving them a kind of a bird view on TikTok uh, from the like a third party like standpoint, like not uh, trying to understand what's viral, just to um, basically for people who are creating content, uh, influencers, like brand managers, they need something. They need an analytical tool like they would have for uh, any other platform. It just didn't exist till this point for TikTok. Now, do you have any requests from I don't know journalists, and nonprofit organizations who are starting TikTok or not yet? Yeah, absolutely. We also work with um, nonprofit organizations. We also are working currently with a research group out of Carnegie Mellon. Um, centered around identifying hate speech on TikTok and trying to see what kind of, what is the the makeup of this kind of content. So there's a lot of ways you can apply our technology. At the base of it, we tell you what something is about, but what we're passionate about specifically um, is this type of understanding, kind of helping bring people together and not letting them get siloed in their own little corners. Um, so absolutely, nonprofits are somebody that we work with as well. All right, we'll get back to the question a little bit more, but uh, let's uh, talk about this. You know, it took Facebook almost nine years to reach first billion users. Uh, for Instagram, it was eight years. For TikTok, how many? Five, just five years. It took five years for TikTok to get first billion users using it uh, on a you know, regular basis. So what does it tell you about uh, the platform potential for advertisers? 
from a yeah. brand's perspective, uh, does TikTok replace other ad platforms or become one more channel to use? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so TikTok is a very hot platform right now. There was actually a report that came out of Hootsuite and We Are Social earlier this year, uh, looking back at 2021. Mm -hmm. um, and they said that TikTok gains eight new followers every second. Um, <laughs> right. And also they were comparing TikTok to other platforms and the amount of time people spend on TikTok per month is tied with Facebook at 19 hours per month. And if you think the videos are 15 to 30 seconds long, that's upwards of 2000 videos that people are consuming in a month, just pieces of content. Um, and so it's absolutely a very prime space for advertisers to try to go in and understand who are the communities around a specific brand for myself or my own product. Um, and how do I reach out to people? But does it replace other platforms for advertising? I don't think so. Um, because the, uh, the types of people that are on this platform or the generations, there's difference uh, in generational usage. So I think most of TikTok's users are Gen Z users, even there are you know people my age, millennials and older generations, but it's mainly made up of Gen Z, which is a new way for advertisers and brands to try to reach out to a new set of buyers essentially. Um, but still, you know, Facebook, Instagram, there's I, we actually spoke with a couple of advertisers who say that Instagram, that old people are on there. So that's where that's how you break down your two potential consumers. Got it. Well, I'm 45 and I'm staying away from TikTok. I'm too old for this stuff. Um, you know, humans' behavior is, is quite a mullable thing. Um, how does TikTok shape consumers' behavior today? What brands need to understand about TikTok to communicate their message efficiently? Every platform has its unique features, something that makes it tick. So what does make TikTok tick? Sure, yeah. Uh, we actually, we talk about uh, how much TikTok um, affects consumer behavior every time we meet with a client or we do a potential pitch meeting. Um, TikTok has a massive effect. So it's a place of trends. And when something goes viral, it really, really goes viral. So for example, a couple of years ago, there was a video of ocean spray that went viral. I don't know if you saw that one. There was a guy, I think he was on his bike. He was holding ocean spray and like drinking it and singing. And that one video caused mm -hmm. a 1300% surge of interest in ocean spray juices. Um, and then likewise, The Ordinary, which is a skin brand, had a product go viral on TikTok. And within one week, they sold a million dollars worth of products. And they had 52,000 units sold in two weeks. So um, because TikTok is community-based, when something goes viral, the entire community kind of follows and does or buys that specific um, you know, product that is now popular within their community. It's kind of a word of mouth type of thing that is happening at 30-second increments. Um, but I think what, what brands and advertisers need to understand is exactly that, that this is a community that you're talking to. Whereas I think on traditional advertising platforms, you kind of have a generic, here's my page of ad. I want to target people who are in their thirties and forties who mm -hmm. live in Los Angeles. Um, with TikTok, you have to be very specific with what you're putting so that it merges into that community. So I've heard stories of advertisers that have used ads they've used on Instagram Reels and put it directly on TikTok with no click through and only a two second watch time, which essentially means that somebody looked at this and said, oh, this is an ad and they just swept right past it. Um, 
Whereas the content that really does well, if you look at uh, Duolingo's TikTok account, for example, mm. is super popular because a person who's running that account is, has, is a part of the community and is creating, is participating in challenges and using the right audios and using the right words and the right imagery that is appealing to their audience. So start with uh, what do you, do you think people kind of are you know, fed up with regular advertising? What pushed them away? Uh, this is your kind of a benchmark. Uh, stay away from that 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 kind of a um, not a character, but uh, um, something that like you know, every advertising you see online, there's kind of an overall bucket of advertising, and you know when you see like it's hard to describe, but it takes you a second to figure out okay, this is the ad or not. Stop right. communicating your brand as the ad, as an ad. I, I guess those ads that were in the Super Bowl recently, uh, I especially uh, like the one with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it was really brilliant. Um, well, I'm not saying that you can be Matthew McConaughey, you know, on average. It's kind of hard to pull off. <laughs> but try, try to be that authentic, um, funny, and engaging uh, with what you're doing with your advertising. Uh, not advertising, communicating your brand on TikTok. Right. There's nothing about this... Uh, activity as an advertising at all just mentally do not think about it and this exactly. is an advertising exactly i think you have to think of it as a if you're trying to buy say i'm trying to buy a pair of shoes and i see a billboard for nike yeah. that is advertising one shoe and my friend tells me i have this pair of shoes these are great which one am i likely to? i'm gonna buy the one that my friend told me because but it's the same on tiktok you're looking at these people as part of your community that are telling you about what they're using themselves Versus if I go, they paid me, here's this thing, you all should buy it, was a likelihood that if I'm part of a community, I'm going to believe. That's about trust. Right, right. So uh, let's uh, switch to influencers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you see them migrating on TikTok entirely or again, just adding into their channel's portfolio? Contrasting between Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, what is TikTok capable to deliver than the other two cannot. Yeah, so um, I think with influencers similar to brands, it's important for whoever is trying to break into TikTok to be aware of these communities. So I've seen instances of Instagram influencers that try to go on TikTok and it doesn't really work out because I think the way Instagram works is that um, you're creating a content that is from comes from a person who has a lot of following that gets spread out into the mm-hmm. their followers versus on TikTok. It's a piece of content that is interesting that goes viral or, or people follow. Um, so I think that's what's special or, or different about TikTok is that it doesn't matter what kind of following you have. If the content that you create is genuinely interesting to people, then you will get the following that you want and you will get the engagement that you're looking for. Um, for example, just last night, I actually saw a video of this girl that had gone viral. And then I was curious, so I went onto her page and it was the first thing she had ever posted. It, it was mm-hmm. from two days ago and she already had 30,000 followers because people were super interested in what she was doing and the kind of content that she was creating. And that's just not possible on Instagram because Instagram will serve their content based on who is the most popular, here's their content versus TikTok is here's the most popular content or here's the most interesting content based on your preferences. Um, so I think that's the, the difference between Instagram and TikTok and something that creators need to be aware of if they're going to go into TikTok to become influencers. You know, you have to understand what's trending. What are people interested in? What do they want to see? 
um, and you know create content that way. So discoverability is the major like strength of TikTok. Uh, it's um, because it has, has so many users, so many different people with different interests. Uh, there is the, the potential to present something differently, uh, authentic, and uh, not trying to show off. Well, sometimes trying to show, but you know, uh, overall, just trying to say something, uh, just like you would say something you know in person, but to a huge audience, gives mm-hmm. so big momentum, so big thrust to uh, content to be t- delivered uh, and engaged with. So that's that's what brands should understand the potential, and um, if they don't see any you know engagement, they should start over and try to understand like what's missing. Um, and your tool is actually what allows you not to guess, but look at the data, be exactly. take uh, making informative decisions, not guessing. Yes, definitely. And I think um, what's special about creators or difference about TikTok versus Instagram is that people create content alongside their community. So you can, you know, they'll, you can reply to their comments with their own videos, kind of like a conversation that you're mm-hmm. having with them. Versus I feel like on a platform like Instagram, you're just talking at your community instead of inside of your community. Um, so, you know, yeah. that's why it's new users every second. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh 88 seconds. One, two, three. Boom. New one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when um now when people hear about TikTok, there are several mental pictures. I'm I'm sure this is what's happening, that pop up in their mind, like dancing kids, dancing adults, and kids dancing with adults. But rarely people think about what can and unfortunately go wrong with TikTok. One example uh, in my memory would be slap a teacher, TikTok challenge, just um, outrageous thing. Um, How does viral moment can actually help to counteract such negative TikTok externalities? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, with any platform that has things go viral on it, there's always a potential for bad things to go viral. Um, It's like slap a teacher challenge was an awful one. There was a, a Tide Pod challenge, also a terrible one. A bunch of people got sick. Um, so what we can do with viral moments is that we can process videos or we can watch videos a hundred times faster than a human can. Um, so when something like this comes up, it is very easy for us and a quick turnaround for us to go and say, here's what this movement looks like. Here's how it's spreading. And these are the wars and the, the makeup of this movement. So we can easily identify what is being said. What are the popular terms that people are using? Where are, you know, what kind of videos are going most viral, um, to come up with a strategy to be able to counteract or to mediate the kind of situation versus if you think about it, I think right now, um, the only way for people to do it outside of what we offer is to manually start looking and trying to identify these videos. And the problem there again is that the algorithm will show you only things it thinks you are interested in. So like, what is the likelihood that you're gonna be able to find the full picture of this terrible challenge, um, given that it's showing you things that, things that you only want to consume? Um, so not just do we speed up the amount of um, effort it will take to find all of these instances, but we can tell you here's everything and not just a portion of it. Yeah, that's that's really a smart way of doing that because uh, the problem is the sheer volume of content that people are not like you can hire a hundred thousand people to watch the content, but that wouldn't be enough 
if this is happening on the scale of billions of video clips on I don't know, a monthly basis or a daily basis that are floating around through the system, only using a smart um, machine algorithm to analyze quicker and actually using machine machine learning probably is one of the most noble of usages how it can make actual good impact on the society. And I think we're, uh, there's there's one part that is missing. We mentioned that among your users, uh, people who are trying to create a more viral content, they need a tool to analyze it, brands, um, marketers, um, it's, it's a good tool for journalists. But I wonder if TikTok itself <laughs> wouldn't be great if they uh, find your service useful and uh, start cooperating with you. And that would be... Absolutely. That would be one would wish that that, that becomes true. Um, now, uh, overall, how would you assess TikTok's impact on us? Good, bad, or a mixed bag? I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, we just talked about the slap a t-shirt challenge. They eat the t- There's a challenge, I think a couple of years ago, where teenagers would go to grocery stores and open up ice cream and lick it and then put it back in the freezer. Um, And this caused a lot of the grocery stores to have to lock up their freezer so that you have to go and ask someone to open it up for you so that they could watch you take the ice cream. Um, So that's, you know, some examples of bad things that can happen. But there's also a lot of good that happens on TikTok. There's a lot of um, positive movements around, you know, liberty, human rights, body image positivity movements. Um, And there's a lot of fun communities. Like you said, there's a lot of dance communities. There's one of my favorite ones is uh, Learn on TikTok, where you can go, it's a hashtag, but you can go and learn everything. So anywhere from cooking videos, you know, recipes to how do I make a chair, you know, myself. Actually, it inspired me to sign up for a woodworking class. (laughs) So based on all of these like TikTok videos that I was seeing. So um, there's a lot of interesting content in there. Then if you if you were trying to learn something or be a part of a positive movement, absolutely can. Yeah, pros and cons. Uh, like uh, there, there's a funny thing. We, we we keep saying that digital it's part of our life. Like uh, well, we got used to paying online, buying stuff online communicating online, doing so many things online, and, and yet we we're, have this distinction, okay, uh, offline stuff requires uh, regulations, more strict approach, be vigilant about the negative part, uh, which always come with we're human beings, we're, we're, we're great in some moments and quite ugly in other moments. Uh, so there's always needs to be a, like a guarding rules to keep the bad side at bay. And the bigger platform is the more um thoughtful and um thorough you have to be with your approach to allow people to be awesome and make sure you can mitigate the negative part definitely the app industry is vast to navigate this space you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners and you need to know who are the best Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. So uh, now we have uh, the second part of the show where I'm asking just a few quick questions to every guest on the show to let the audience know these people, my guests, a little bit better. So here comes the first one. What smartphone do we have now? Have you been switching between these two huge monopolies, iOS and Android, or staying one line, one way uh, all the time? 
Yeah, I've always had an iPhone because the iMessage is just so much easier, but I actually have a second phone that is an Android specifically for viral moment because now we have apps onto those platforms. Got it. Um, do you remember your first mobile phone? I do. <laughs> I had one of those like little Nokia phones that had snake on it and you had to like press the button a bunch of times if you're trying to send a text. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Snake Snake game is one of those things that people are remembering all the time when I'm asking this question. Um, now, imagine you've left your smartphone at home for whatever reason. Uh, what would be the most missing feature for you when you're out? I think being reachable, um, just because as a founder, I'm a little like anxious about what's happening with the company. So if I'm not able to get updates, <laughs> that would be the thing that I miss the most. Got it. Uh, now, um, are there any tech, um, could be hardware, software, or both on a smartphone that you're kind of thinking wouldn't be great if my smartphone can do that, but it's not there yet? That's a good question. Um, you know, I'm trying actively to spend less time on my phone because uh, it takes up I, so much of our time is spent looking at different screens and I'm trying to be more, I guess, present in the moment instead mm -hmm. of drowning social media apps. Um, and I know that iPhone has added uh, how much screen time you've spent and on yep. what app. And that's a feature that I really like because you'll get a little notification that says, hey, you're reaching your limit of hours on X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Um, so that is very helpful, but... Um, I sometimes wish that my phone would like auto lock and put itself away so that I have some level of like extra check on my self-control. <laughs> so Siri has to become a real human being, has to get conscious. <laughs> hey, I'm taking your phone away. You can't uh, have it anymore. People will consider it spooky, but if at one point Siri would say, come on, give yourself a break without any, yeah. any prompt. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, but I guess that's the way. Well, uh, you should set it up for yourself, but kind of giving Siri a little bit more freedom to, uh, you know, engage with you, just telling you, go down. That's enough. You're right, getting tomorrow. You sure? hours. You have to take a break. Them. Check out around. You see people around. You see your friends, your family. <laughs> to talk to them. I'll be sticky. I'll be. I'll be sitting here. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, anywhere away. Yeah. Um, okay. And that was my pretty much the final question, but there's just one final one, just very final. Uh, how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Absolutely. So you can reach me by email. My email address is shada at viralmoment.com. We also have a company email address, hello at viralmoment.com. Um, and if you're curious about what we do, you know, you can go to our website or we have a recently released a, um, a weekly newsletter called mm -hmm. viralmoment.substack.com where you can go and get weekly trends into your email. And that one comes with a little bit of an explanation of what we do as well. So those are all the options. That's terrific. Thank you for coming and thanks for spending time with us, Shada. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. And that was Shady D, co-founder at CTO at the Viral Moment. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe. And you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And... 
All episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.